Hey guys, this is episode number 42 of Soul Gab with Ash and Jazz. Hey guys, um, so this is like close to our last day of Shocktober month. Yes, we'll Halloween. Talking about <laughs> Halloween. All of our Halloween. Wednesday. Yep, and on that day we're going to be, uh, have our couple of guests that are going to be joining us and discussing about all the scary googly stuff for the last time, <laughs> if you can believe it. Seeing how we're so close to the end of October, which is pretty sad because it went by so fast. I don't know if you experienced the same thing. Yeah, well, I think a lot of times months tend to go quick. I don't know if it's like a like after thirty thing. I but think it I've is. been noticing that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like every it's so year, time, every year goes by quicker. Yeah, and I'm just like, damn! Like I didn't even get to enjoy like anything like the even like the like I know that was like that was like a big deal especially when September hit. yeah you know I don't even then that was I don't like, even like pumpkin spice <laughs> I think it's an acquired taste yeah I guess it is I think it's like one of those tastes like like it's either you like it or you don't yeah I, I just like cinnamon like I understand because that's like kind of in the mix but I'm more like the straight cinnamon yeah, and I think because um, pumpkin spice mis- uh, mix the the tastes and flavors of not just pumpkin but also nutmeg. That's so if you're not true. a big fan of nutmeg, but see, I like it by itself. Yeah. I just don't like the whole like typical like Starbucks like pumpkin spice or all this everything that has pumpkin spice in the mix that really shouldn't. You know what's so funny? I swear every time I go to Starbucks and I'll get it, it just. Something about it is just funky. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they're not mixing it right. So then I figured, okay, maybe I'm going to the wrong one. So then I went to another one. And they had the same shit. And I was just like, wow, this is gross. Yeah. I don't even know what the hell they decided to put But that's a whole other they... topic is, like, Starbucks drinks. Like, yeah. I'm, like, such a, like, I'm so, like, oh classic. I either do an Americano or just a basic, like, whatever their pike plate, like, whatever the black coffee is. Like, I either do Americano if I want extra, yeah. and I always either get it iced or hot, but I don't really venture out. Like, I used to fuck, I, I used to fuck around and have, like, different drinks, but that was, like, long ago. But now I'm such a, I'm such yeah. a purist that I only do, like, Americano or black coffee if I'm not doing coffee at home. Yeah, and that's what I do nowadays. Because I remember back in the days, like, from the jump, like, I wouldn't, like, venture out and do all these lattes, all these uh, different frappuccinos and caramel this and mocha latte this. And I'm just like, oh, fuck it. I just want a coffee. Like, just yeah. give me a damn black coffee and I'm good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just gotten to that point. It's yeah. It's all simple. It's a simple, minimalistic lifestyle kind of a thing, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I guess it, it also goes back to when you're evolving spiritually. You start to realize, like, all this other extra shit is just extra. Well, just, like, it's more it's like about you don't really need it. what do I physically need? And I think that goes into, like, everyone has different, like, values. or Because that even kind of goes in line with what we talked about previously about, like, the whole, once you hit a certain age, like, oh, we st- I still live in an apartment or, oh, we're not married. Like, all these certain things that are, like, show- so, mm-hmm. like, typical Oh, yeah, we're shutting it down because we're going, we're doing it our own way. Exactly. <laughs> to each their own. Like, if you're all about the uh, frappuccino life, then have a frappuccino. Did you see that now they have that new one that's like a witch or something? Yeah, the witch's brew. Yeah. 
I think they. I don't. Even I think know what they the make all this shit just for like the pure. They do. They make it just for Instagram or just for like social media purposes. But I'm like, that has to. That has to taste just nasty. I know. <laughs> and, and then what's really fucked up too is like they put tons of. They have to have put tons of sugar and dyes in it. So me, from a health conscious point of view, I'm just like, oh my god, that's just like toxic chemical overload just waiting to explode in somebody's stomach and just, like, cause havoc. I know that just sounded so bad, but fucking whatever. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's the truth. Like, just imagine what it does to you on a, on just a digestive level. So, yeah. Please proceed with caution. Or just make your own. Like, just do your own thing. Like, there's plenty of stuff <laughs> well, that you can I don't know how mimic. people are going to make a purple drink at home, but... If you want to knock oh, yourself um, out, well, I know. But like, if beets you're trying to make really like a frappuccino thing type of thing with like the bat scales or whatever the fuck is in there. Oh yeah, that's so funny though. But uh, in any case, in in line with Shocktober's uh, episode tonight, we're gonna be discussing about rituals. What is it? What are the different types of rituals? Uh, what are some of the negative connotations with it? Like, I remember growing up. Um, we used to have like those sleep parties and stuff like like those slumber parties with the girls, and <laughs> they all wanted to play that stupid game. <laughs> and I think I I think you know what I'm referring to is that stupid game where everybody runs to the bathroom, and then they turn off all the lights and they look in the mirror and they're saying Bloody Mary like X amount of times, and she's supposed to appear or some shit like that. I don't, I never have you ever I never played, that? played that. I know what it is, but I've never played that. Okay, so check this out. So boom, one night, like we were, I don't even think it was a slumber party per se, but like me and my sister and our homegirls, we were like, we're like the three best friends. These like three amigos, and we were all like we lived in the same neighborhood, obviously, but we were. It was always us three together. And she was into, like, the whole paranormal shit. So you put us all three together. I mean, we're diabolical. But we always wanted to play that game. And she was just like, she was like, Jazz, come over and let's play. I'm like, okay, cool. So her friend was there. And I think a couple of her cousins were there as well. And all her other cousins were, like, chicken shit. Typical. So they were just like, oh, I don't want to play that game. Like, okay, whatever. You know, losers could stay out. We'll go in. So... We went in and we shut off the lights and stuff like that. Now, this girl, she was gangster, right? Now, we're talking about when I'm, like, eight years old. She's seven. Um, My sister was six, I think, or probably a little bit older. In any case, right, going to the bathroom, she's she's like, I got this candle. I'm like, where did you get this candle from? Because, like, when you're a kid, like, you don't even think about getting candles and lighting it up because that's just, like, asking for trouble. She found it. I don't know where the hell she got the lighter or whatever. So anyway, she turns on the candle and she's like, she's like, okay, let's look in the mirror. So look in the mirror, right? This fool, right? She's yelling, oh my God, you see her? My sister started screaming. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like me, I'm like total skeptic. I'm like, I don't see shit. Like, well, I didn't say shit, but I was like, I didn't see anything. But I'm busy looking. I'm like, Where? And what was funny was her friend turned on the light right? <laughs> and I'm just still looking in the mirror like, where? <laughs> and then, like, 
I think my sister ran out of there. She's screaming like her her head off, and my my friend she's screaming her head off, but she's laughing at the corner because she knows she didn't see shit. Yeah, but she's just cracking up because because it's like it induces like a heightened sense of fear. Yeah, because you hear about it all the time, so everybody talks about it and talks about it. it's kind of like those urban legends where everybody's going through this whole like storyline and they attach like fear elements to it so of course when you hear it you're just like oh shit could this be true like oh my god like now i'm afraid um which brings me back to that remember that movie um urban legends when it came out yeah it came out like back in 1998 1999 or something like that so Oh my god, <laughs> that was my movie, dude. I love that. Wasn't movie. that around the same time? It just popped in my mind because I yeah, think it was, it was around the same same time that those were coming out. I think it was because me and my brother we went to go see it, and um, we went to go see Urban Legend, uh, Urban Legends. That was a, probably around that same time because I remember going to the movie theaters and watching that too. And, and there's one scene where one of the urban legends is that you get into the car and, you know, check the back seat to make sure that there's nobody there. And the girl in the movie, like, she just, like, totally ignores the urban legend after hearing it, of course. And, of course, so while she's driving home, she's thinking everything is all good. And somebody just, you know, like, literally, like, gets up from the back seat and just, like, kills her while she's driving and stuff like that. So, for like years like I would constantly like get into the car and look into the back seat make sure nobody was there (laughs) but that just goes to show you like how how much of a of a fear is attached to like a particular a particular legend or in this case rituals and stuff like that so I think rituals have like a negative connotation um it's some sort, just depending on your upbringing and your background and stuff like that. Like, um, I don't know for you, but like, even like from, from like a Christian faith, when I heard the word ritual, I always associated it with like the occult, which then I associated that the to the occult, to like something that was demonic or anything like that. And um, so that, that word in itself, I, I like I always associated with that. So therefore I never like dabbled into anything like that or what have you. And then when I started learning about uh spirituality and stuff like that and started opening up my whole um spiritual dialogue, so to speak, and, and learning all these different terminologies, like then that's when I discovered that rituals is just simply just the set of activities that include like gesture, words, objects, um, and a specific that's performed in a specific sequence, and that's really all it is. So, for instance, um, you have rituals that are in certain traditions that were that are done in certain communities. Even certain religions have their rituals. They may term it as something totally different, but it's still a set of rituals, uh, and it's been. This actually has its background in the earliest human societies known men. And uh, not only did it include worship rites and sacraments, but it also included rites of passage, atonement, purification rites, um, dedication ceremonies, 
um, I mean, hell, it even goes on today. You know, a, a marriage, for instance, is a ritual. Right. Uh, funerals is a is a ritual. Um, even the act of shaking somebody's hand to say hello, that's a ritual. Right. You know, so um, that's something. I mean, for me, that's something I didn't even know. But also, what I didn't know too was that even in psychology, the term ritual is used in a technical sense, actually, to describe the repetitive behavior of someone who has OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder. And they do this sets of ritual to neutralize or prevent their anxiety from heightening, which is something I didn't even know. I, I didn't even know that they attached the word ritual to that. So some good stuff. Um, so there's certain like characteristics, uh, which I'm not going to go too much in details about, about rituals and stuff like that. But what I wanted to go into details tonight is um, these common paranormal type of rituals that are done. Um, and I, I say this with a disclaimer too. Like if you want to do this for shits and giggles and just for fun and stuff like that, use it at your own discretion. Um, because God only knows like what kind of like ramifications these type of games have. Yeah, we don't want a lawsuit um, slapped on us. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's it's some of it is very interesting. Uh, they're very common. Um, actually, you could even go on YouTube and see like these stupid idiots like play these stupid games and stuff like that. But I wanted to discuss it more into details because um, they have some interesting ones that I had no clue about it. Uh, just to give you the backdrop, uh, the or they're pretty much called haunting paranormal games, and the origin is believed to be a ancient satanic ritual that had been modified after being performed for hundreds of years and it took a lesser grim aversion than the original occult so rituals the reason why there's such a negative connotation was because rituals were used to summon the devil um, they were also used to conjure up ferocious demons and deadly spirits and these type of spirits were used to spread terror um, among humans, as well as to worship the being known as Satan. So although the rituals were carried out with the uppermost secrecy due to the sacrifices required to summon some of these demonic beings, as years went on, these rituals were slowly revealed to some of the public until it became kind of widespread. So until the 19th century, um, when they took the form of haunting paranormal games, children would play this shit for fun. So you can just imagine, <laughs> you can just imagine like how scary this this can become, especially when you're, um, you know, for for the average person, oh, I'm just innocently playing these games. It's like nothing to it. But what they don't know is the history behind each one. So I hope to unveil just quite a few tonight. Uh, let's see here. So the first one I want to discuss, this one was actually um, told by my sister because she said, oh, did you ever hear about the Three Kings ritual? And I'm like, what the fuck is the Three Kings ritual? <laughs> so um, yeah, you ever heard that one, Ash? Mm -mm. Okay, so 
to put it down for you. So this game is called the No Sleep. Okay, and it's very extremely popular. And like I said, you can find YouTube idiots online <laughs> that are actually performing this shit and are actually like videotaping it. Now, whether if if it's true or not, like some of the reactions that I've seen thus far, uh, very few. I'm saying a very selective few um, that were reasonable enough to believe that okay, maybe there could have been some activity. Maybe it could have been not, or maybe they're just using uh, music and and their reactions to try to make it seem like it's real. Um, but in any case, so this popular game enables a person to play it to go into another dimension. Mm. Okay, so to play this game, the ind- individual needs to play in a large room, preferably a basement. I don't know why. Uh, I guess maybe to get closer to hell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, without a single stream of light coming through any of the doors or windows, so it has to be completely pitch like black. Everything dark. So you need a pack of candles, two large mirrors, and three chairs. And any object from your childhood is needed for this wish- for this ritual. So sometimes some people will grab like a teddy bear or something that they had since they were a kid. Um, so what happens is you need to set up everything and then once it's complete, leave the door open to the basement or to the room where you're at and head up to your bedroom. Um, then they said, don't forget to set your alarm for exactly 3.30 a.m. So for everybody out there, 3.30 a.m. is always associated with devil's hour or the witch's hour. If the alarm goes off exactly at 3.30 a.m. and the things in your basement remain as they are, then you can go ahead and proceed with the game. Now, if it's if something was moved, then you know for a fact <laughs> that it was in a different particular position than it was, then you should not proceed. But in any case, but according to the game, if everything is all good, then you could go ahead and proceed forward all right so then you need to be seated in your throne at exactly 3:33 a.m with a lighted candle in your hand um what's important is that you don't let the candle go out and you protect it from a fan uh with your body when you're seated you look straight into the darkness and you do not look into either of the mirrors nor the candle. So at this point in the game, you'll start to feel and hear a presence from somewhere within the room. Um, Some people have reported that it's almost like having a conversation with your conscious or entity that has manifested as part of you. Um, I heard some people actually say that when they actually perform this type of ritual, it's like they're sitting there and they want to look into the mirrors, but you're not supposed to. Like, it's like the mirrors are like sandwiched in between you and the, the chair. And they're like opposing each other. And so some people have said that they felt as though they were, even though they were looking straight ahead, they felt as though like the person in the mirror that was adjacent to them was looking dead at them. Like, that's how it felt. 
And um, apparently this particular entity or conversation will be having, uh, will be about your past and some unresolved issues that you may have. Some claim that this particular ritual is some kind of psychological experiment that puts you in a lucid dream. Um, How would you feel about, how would you feel talking about your past or any unresolved issues? Do you think this ritual is something that you would put into a dimension? Or do you think this this some type of psychological effect on you? So something that, um, again, I wouldn't advise anybody to play this game. It's kind of freaky enough already. Um, but it really does make you wonder, is this something that is truly psychologic- psychologically playing with you? Um, especially in the middle of the night, especially when you're just getting out. Um, like how... How real is this? But also from a spiritual point of view, it's just like, I don't think I want, that's something that I would want to <laughs> tamper with. Yeah. And I think Ash, you could agree. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> yeah, so that's a no. <laughs> All right, so next one. Let's see, there's any other spooky ones? Oh, the Ouija board. You ever play with that? Uh, when I was a kid, more as a joke. I never took it seriously. Did you get? F- I never took it seriously. Did you get far? It's so weird. So, I remember like coming up as a kid. Um, I remember grabbing it because it was sitting on top of the table, and I took it to my bed, and like me and my sister, we were gonna get ready to play it. But my dad had walked in, and he was like, oh, no. And he went and he grabbed the board. And I was just like, what happened? <laughs> I was just so confused. Because <laughs> in my mind, I was thinking, like, oh, this is just like Candyland. It's no big deal, right? So I'm like, what happened? What just went on? So I went to my mom, and I was like, why did he take away the game? Like, it was just the game. And she's like, no, that's not just any game. Like, that's that's a bad game. And I was just like... What? That doesn't make any sense. So I never really got the full story until my brother, of course, he broke it down to me. And I was just like, oh, okay. So this is probably one of the most iconic paranormal games out there known to man. Uh, what, What really gets me is that how Milton Bradley, the manufacturer for the game, like, it's still in production, regardless of all these stories, these creepy right. stories that are coming up about it, like, especially across, like, everywhere, like, on, on the popular stands. Like, it just makes me, <laughs> it makes me wonder, where all these different stories, why hasn't this game been shut down? <laughs> it's just, a, 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 I never understood it. But anyways, right? So... The Ouija board is used to connect with spirits, obviously, that have crossed over to the other side. And somehow demons use this board as a way to enter our world and possess the people playing with the board or hunt their homes. Um, so this is where the whole Charlie Charlie came out. You ever heard of that one? No. That whole like oh man. So I want to say like maybe a couple of years ago, maybe even more than that. There was this whole online obsession with Charlie Charlie, uh, especially among like these young teenagers and like little kids. 
And it's where they would take a piece of paper and they'll say yes and no on either side. And then they would take a um, two pencils, right? And they lay one, one straight down the middle and then one like crossed on top, on top of the other one that was laying down. So it would cause like a whole pendulum effect pretty much if you wanted to ask the spirit like a question, like a yes or no question. Well, apparently it caused a hysteria because from that game, all these different kids started to get possessed by this spirit called um, Zozo, which is like an iconic demonic spirit, apparently. And it goes and don't ask me how the fuck I know this shit. And then just roll with me. <laughs> but anyway, so this is demonic spirit, right? And he's very famous, especially among like stupid games like the Ouija board and Charlie the Charlie, all this other crazy shit. So apparently these kids were playing around with the spirit, thinking that it was like some kind of like benevolent being. It turns out that this thing hates like hates children and it, ha- it hates humans. So of course, it started to freak them out. And the way how it manifests, it would look like a cloak figure. Like a, like a black hooded figure, like just suddenly appear. And it caused this huge hysteria. I want to say like in some country outside of the United States. And it was just pretty much this school for like boys and girls. And the kids were going crazy. And some of them like, they just like jilted into like this whole seizure and shit and fell to the floor. And some of them were screaming and saying, oh, there he is, there he is. And they're, just, and they're looking, the teachers are looking because they don't see anything. And they're like, yeah, I see it too. It's the man over there. And it's like, oh my God. But it's creepy. And it turns out they were playing a similar game like Charlie Charlie, which is kind of like the offshoot to the Ouija board. And um, researchers have actually warned people about, you know, the dangers of these type of games because um, a lot of, there's just so much unknown that we don't see. And for someone to just blindly open a portal and you not know what you're dealing with, yeah, of course, you know, stupid shit can happen. And, um, you know, Ouija board has a thing of opening portals of dimensions that are just ready to come into this world and just ready to be released into this world and just have any type of uh, what it is, it's, it's these that are just trying to our plane and just take on a bodily form, a bodily vessel. And that's where possession comes into play and pretty much take on, take on the human body as a tool for whatever it wants to do, whatever, if it wants to live out its own life and be carefree or, or um, do some harm, you know, they, that's what they want. And so that's why it's been warned heavily. Like, don't play with the Ouija board if you're not ready for any type of interactions, especially with that particular game, because it's it's crossing over and speaking with uh, damn near malicious type of energy. And apparently there are rules <laughs> to the Ouija board. And if you don't know how to properly close out the game, that's where you can lead into problems. And you'll be surprised how, how much a lot of people are unaware of even that aspect too. Um, 
because for instance um if you ask the spirit to blow out the candles or to give you a sign that they're that they're there then you have to give them permission to enter our world uh and that's something that no one no one wants to happen because you never know what kind of spirit is going to cross over to your side um if you do play with the Ouija board you have to be careful um, who you talk to and the questions that you ask and most importantly ways that's the other one always say goodbye when you're done using it um not saying goodbye allows the portal to remain open and just letting any type of spirit just roam into this uh earthly plane some good stuff there but did milton bradley create it Well, it's manufactured by Milton Bradley. Now, whether they created it, highly doubt. I think, I think the Ouija board um, was an ancient tool that no one really knows because it's such a secretive. I mean, there has to be some type of preceding background as to who actually created the damn thing. Um. But I don't think Milton Bradley actually created it or thought of it or just, you know, just whipped out of their ass and was like, oh, let's let's just slap on the Ouija board and give it a cool name and then let it sell it to the public. Um, I think there is a background to it that we purposely do not know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's because it's so it's such an occult type of tool already to begin with. Like there's just certain things and certain uh certain information that's not uh readily available to the public but to maybe a certain group, like a secret society if you wanna speak speak in those terms. And they uh you know, and what by I mean by secret society I mean like a group of people that hold a particular knowledge that's not readily available to to the public or anything like that. For whatever you know, for whatever reason they want, usually it's, it's for control, really. Um, and that's one aspect, I think, that that's why the background of the Ouija board is not on the surface. It's not on surface value where people would just be like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's where it came from, that kind of thing. I think it's purposely hidden yeah. <laughs> from us. And that's why it's such a powerful and dangerous thing to have. I just, I just wonder so, yeah. why. Like, I mean, using it. There's something behind. Um, there's, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, even like reading about Milton Bradley and the whole storyline. Like, there has to be something behind that. Because why else would Milton Bradley sell a game like that? Right. And they continue to sell a game. I don't know what's crazy. The fact that it's being still sold. Or the fact that you go to uh, the actual kid store to buy it, and right next to it, they have the pocket, the pocketbook version of it for little girls. What? And I kid you not. Is that like just a smaller size one, or? It's a smaller size that they can fit into their purse, into a little pocketbook. Wow, is that newer? Yeah. Apparently, yeah, I, I, it's it's a new shit. I was like, "What?" When I heard about that, I, mind blown. I was like, "Wow, really?" 
we're doing that now but yeah it's a it's a real thing now is it still being sold good question i'm not sure but i'm not surprised especially nowadays um and, and that's another that's another conversation too this whole thing with the whole like witches movement and paganism movement is taking a very commercial effect mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure a lot of there's a lot there's a lot of people in the pagan community that feels the same way i mean hell like they had um they sold this box at sephora by this company i forgot the name of it but it's pretty much like they call it a witch's box and inside of it is like crystals and little tarot cards and they're selling this shit in, in sephora but the way how they're glamorizing it is as though it goes as this cute little accessories that you could walk around with and and yeah and conjure up this and and do that and I'm just like they fucking like commercializing something that's been an ancient practice for years and it's highly respected and then here you go putting it in like in a little prissy box and then selling it to the public like this is something cool as shit which I mean it is cool how it's marketed I mean it was just horrible like I remember um, and this happened like a year ago and I know a few um, influencers who are uh, witches and stuff like that they took offense to it naturally because they were just like no how dare you support for selling something like that like just capitalizing on something been around for so many years and um it like it's just like a fucking new lipstick or something but it is so, also yeah. part of pop, pop everything that is mentioned is like so ingrained in pop culture now hell yeah I mean take a look at like American Horror Story like shit when that, came, when that whole season came out about the witches like the coven oh my god that's when everybody discovered they're fucking witches then everybody wanted to wear black then everybody wanted to become the fucking supreme it was just ridiculous and I was just like wow <laughs> but it just goes to show you like how much of an influence um, pop culture has um, in a society and you know you throw the bells and whistles and of course everybody want to get on board then they're just they're like oh okay then yeah I want to be I want to be associated with that because that's cool shit like that Yeah, but Meanwhile, if you're not familiar or if you haven't really paid your dues and stuff like that and respect the actual tradition, then you're really, it's, uh, I don't want to throw shade, but I'm going to have to throw shade (laughs) because it's just like, it's not demoralizing a particular tradition, but in a sense it is because it's just like, it's just like, okay, like, like now, because this was commercialized and this is popular now, now I want to be a part of that. So therefore, now I'm going to start calling myself this right. and stuff like that. And um, for me, I feel like you have to do the research first and you have to fill it out for yourself first. It takes years. Like this is not something you just jump into and now you're a part of it. You know, it does take, it does take some time. So yeah, so... Um, case in point with these rituals and stuff like that um, if this is something that's a true calling to you and I'm not talking about these fucking like paranormal games I'm talking about like, <laughs> I'm talking about, like real you know realistic rituals where 
say perhaps um we just had the full moon recently so a lot of people charge crystals on the full moon that's a ritual um if that's something of your calling then you do what you have to do right i mean especially if you work with crystals so i wouldn't (laughs) i would say do what works for you do what works for you what resonates for your spirit and that's something that you see somebody else do and stuff like that. That's good for them. It works for them. And that's cool. Whatever. For me, yeah. sometimes I charge my crystals. Sometimes I don't. Does that mean I'm not, I'm not adhering to a particular thing? No, because I do whatever the fuck I want at the end of the day. But at the same time, that's how I think it should be. I think you should just do whatever resonates with your soul. And, um, oh, offshoot topic today right so i'm on um i'm on cora i think i'm pronouncing that right yeah Cora. okay so i'm on there right someone sends me a message right and they had a question so i'm like all right cool so they asked me a question they're like oh you know i'm getting into transcendental meditation should i be sitting up or should i be laying down who the fuck cares if you're going to sit up or lay down? Thank you. Thank you. Bruh. I can I walk like, if I really? want. Like, I so, can do all that shit. I can walk. I can lay. I can do whatever the fuck I want. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Exactly. So, so I'm sitting there at four in the morning, right? Right? Because I'm just like, I'm about to get ready to do my meditation, right? So, before I answer the question, right? You know, I need, I need to get into my headspace and be like, okay. What's the best way to approach the jazz without sounding like a fucking idiot? And <laughs> so I was just like, I'm sitting here, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, good, right? And the first thing that pops in my head was do what is right for your soul. And that just essentially means if you want to lay down, do that. If you want to be sitting up, you can do that too. You just have to find a point in your life where you're just like, okay, I can do this the same way like somebody else that's probably perhaps doing it in the lotus position. It feels comfortable doing it that way to be able to tap into their higher self and be able to meditate and stuff like that effectively. But for me personally, I prefer to lay down. Now, some people, they're probably going to fall asleep when they lay down. And that's normal. That happens. But I know for me, I already know myself when I meditate, I'm not going to fall asleep. So, and I've been doing it for a long time. So I can, I can just tell what resonates for me. Um, so pretty much to answer the guy's question was, you know, traditionally it's, you know, it's done, you know, sitting on a chair and stuff like that, feet planted on the floor. And, but I told him at the end of the day, you have to do whatever resonates with your soul. And if you feel that you connect better laying down, then you do that. It's, it, it's not complicated. It's really not. And I think that's like another whole aspect of, of spirituality where um, sometimes we get into our headspace so much that we forget how simple spirituality really is. I think it's broader than that too. It's with anything in life. It's like people want like some hell yeah, some like step by step by step. Like this is how I have to do it. And maybe it's just because of so, like social media. It's like oh, 
this is how you do XYZ, or this is how you do a specific yoga pose. Obviously, there's going to be certain ways of going about things. But it's like, like you said, at the end of the day, if it doesn't resonate for you, who's to say that like, you're doing it wrong? What if the other person is doing it wrong? It's like, it doesn't matter if you do it one way or the other. Yep. Yeah. So uh, at the end of the day, like, don't, don't get caught up with the whole ritual, so to speak. Um, you know, there's certain practices and certain traditions that has been passed down for years and, and things that worked and stuff like that. But we also have to remember from a cultural context and from a chronological context, too. This was a different time, <laughs> a different era, different set of people. And yeah, perhaps it probably worked for them. That's great. But now we live in a different time. And I think when you're taking on any type of path, um, in spirituality, whatever type there is, because there's just so many. Um, you know, I, I think overthinking it just just messes it up. It, it truly does, especially if you already know where you're trying to go. Like, don't just uh, don't just go out there and start buying all these different candles and these different like crystals and stuff like that. Just keep it simple. Like, you'll be fine. But uh, what's another ritual stupid game? Play. We talked about Bloody Mary. Talked about the Ouija board. Talked about the Three Kings. Oh, last one. The bathtub game. Have you ever heard of that one? No. <laughs> so this one came from Japan. Um, this involves summoning a ghost that will follow you all day long and attempt to catch you. You know how fucked up that would be? <laughs> to have like <laughs> some random ghosts just like follow you all day long like hell I don't even want like people even following me <laughs> but in any case uh, to do this you have to go into the bathtub before bed strip yourself of all clothes fill the tub with water and then turn off all the lights get the fuck out of here I'm not doing that shit so anytime anyways so when you get into the side bathtub make sure you're facing the faucet and then uh, you close your eyes and you begin to wash your hair while chanting the Ramasan fall down over and over again until you're done washing your hair. And then from there, you'll see a mental image of a Japanese woman standing in front of you <laughs> in the bathtub before she falls on a rusty tap, which then begin- which then goes through her eye. That is some creepy, insane, sick shit. Anyways, you find so when you... <laughs> it's online it's on it's on this thing called freak anyway so then um when you feel a presence near you you ask out loud why did you fall in the bathtub do not wait for an answer you keep your eyes closed you stand up and then you exit the bathroom with closing the door behind you you leave the bath water overnight and you get some sleep yeah right <laughs> How do you get some sleep after seeing that? <laughs> anyway, so then they said that's where the real game begins. When you wake up, you'll feel presence around you all day. Do not allow her to catch you. Put some distance between you and her by catching her in a glimpse behind your right shoulder and shout Kita while doing a karate chop. <laughs> what? Like, you're really going to do that on the street? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> This is the most stupidest game ever. 
That's fucked up. Says, like, who? Where's this imagine, from? Like, why? Imagine you're like, imagine you're at Starbucks, yo. You're like, you just chilling there, trying to get a pumpkin spice latte or americano. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you feel the presence behind you. You gotta say kita and then a karate chop out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, that would not fly in this world. For real. That was that one is guaranteed sent to a mental institution. Like for real. <laughs> so in any case, uh if you fail to do this properly and fail to catch her before midnight, then you will be sure to see her in your dreams. Wow. I guess none of us will be doing that ever. That's just crazy. Anyway, so those are some of the most common uh, rituals and stuff like that, which I'm sure Ash is and definitely not going to participate in anytime soon. So, guys, I would highly recommend that you don't try any of these out. But yeah, take it definitely. in more as, like, humor or what have you. <laughs> Well, I hope everybody got the gist of what a ritual means and stuff like that. And how could it be applied to your spiritual practice? Uh, And I'm not talking about, again, I'm not talking about the Halloween stupid games and stuff like that. Like, that's different. Totally different. (laughs) That's like the darker end of the spectrum that I don't advise anybody to tamper with. But rituals, it's just just a fancy term that just means that it's a set of sequence of performances and stuff like that related to tradition and that's just it okay everybody good all right now so i'm sure everybody looking forward to that halloween episode next week again we have our two special guests and uh if you're not following us also check us out on our social media platform on instagram Soul Gap with Ash and Jazz, Twitter, Soul Gap, Ash and Jazz, and of course our Facebook page. Yes, all over. All right, now to everybody else, have a good night, sweet dreams, or good morning, wherever you are. Yeah, I was say good morning. So. <laughs> Peace. All right, guys, take care.